This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, hey, y'all. Hey, hey, y'all. This one is explicit. Elsie, My watch God. out, no speak, huh? Right. Now I'm a little less dying. Less excited to talk to me? Less, no. I'm always excited to talk to you. I was just so upset. Can we just let everybody know? Well, because nobody yeah. knew, like, oh my God. No, they'd still know because I still, here, here's what happened. So we recorded, we had to squeeze in time to record. I don't remember why. Pro- oh, I remember why. Because I had no, na- I was sick one day last week and then two days my nanny was sick and she's sick again today actually my housekeeper's watching the baby so i can record with you oh goodness Um, i know we've had like a plague going through delaware everyone has it and so we squeezed in time to record wednesday night or thursday night last week and then it got it it went bye-bye it's like it it got corrupted or she couldn't open it and like i went full recap on her ass for podfest totally and then now i'm gonna have to recap it again but i was just like i can't tell you all about it again because i really i waited for a week to tell her about it because i, I wanted know. to get her genuine reaction to it Ugh. so now what's gonna happen is i'm gonna tell you guys who are listening about my recap and else you'll just have to be like yeah you mentioned that yeah i'm gonna have <laughs> to do that, to because, that a lot and it was so hard because first of all i you know like i and now i feel like i'm gonna say like you heard last time but none of you guys heard so i'm gonna just say things again it doesn't really matter because nobody heard yes but I like when you have the original reaction. I know. And that's what I'm saying. It's like I thought and, and it was so hard for me not to ask you more questions. Like, how was it? Like, how, like I knew that that's the way that we wanted to well, do now it. Well, you can ask more questions. I yeah, guess. that's true. So, could, so there's a silver lining at, at the rain cloud. But also, I'm never going to let the recording of the whole thing just be on your shoulder. Like, I can record it, too. Right. That's our lesson is that what happens is Elsie and I record separately. And then she records also via call recorder. I never do. Mostly the reason is because for some reason my bandwidth is always shite. But like I have to chance it because I can't let Elsie be the only one in charge of getting a full double recording. I have to be even if it's screen flow. I have to, Elsie, because it's not fair for for her to be crying in her cornflakes because she messed up when really I wasn't recording in any way. I was only recording me. Anyway, so after a couple of days, I was just like, man, she's really beating herself up. It's not even all her fault. Well, y- you, know, you know, and that's just a lesson for everybody because, you know, knock on wood. <laughs> you know, I've been using Call Recorder forever. Years. Yeah. And I've I've recorded over 200 episodes on Call Recorder with and I've never had a fail. And Me you know, either, usually actually. when I record, you know, the feed or if I do any other kind of recordings, whatever, it's usually worked out. And for the feed, Rob also records on his end. And usually I've had to ask him for his side of the recording a couple of times. But here's the thing, though. I've never had to ask for my side of the recording. (laughs) Right. Why would you? Right. Why would? Right. And so that's the thing. It's like I always have a lot. Like my local copy has always worked out. you weren't recording a backup of just you. And I wasn't recording a backup of just us. And so there was no Elsie. Exactly. So there was no Elsie. There was Jess. And then I also, I had this really great idea. And I think it would have worked out really awesome. I'll tell you my idea really, really quickly. 
was of me listening to you talk about PodFest and totally do like one of those sort of like American Life type shows where I would be narrating and then just said, <laughs> and then you would come out and you would talk about like whatever you were talking about. And then I would like very easily comment or something like that and then take it somewhere else. And I thought that would be, but I wouldn't really do it serious. It would be sort of kind of comedic. And then. And that, yeah. So it would be something like that. And I thought that would be really fun for our listeners. And I was only going to do the chunk where you were talking about PodFest. Yeah. But then I thought, well, that's going to take a long time. And, and I thought, when am I going to get a chance to write that script? And. But anyway, so I'm just glad we're recording right now. Hopefully, <laughs> this will get done and you'll yeah. get an episode today. I think it'll be okay. I think it'll be okay. So, so, so without further ado, <clears throat> yes. I'm going to re- recap PodFest Let's way faster than I did the first time. Let's That's do okay. it, yo. Let's do it. So I feel like I should reorganize it just to keep things interesting for you, Elsie. So I'm going to talk about first the experience on a, for a pod, as a podcaster, a speaker, And just the event itself having nothing to do with outside influence. Okay. So I was asked to speak. Katie and Chris are my, you know, are good friends. We've met a couple times. She podcasts. Katie Kermitzos has the Biz Women Rock podcast. And Chris has one about theater, which I didn't know if you knew that. It's like audio theater podcast. It's really cool. Oh, really? Yeah. You should know. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they asked me to speak back in December. And I was like honored and of course I would do it. And it's at the Ramada in Tampa and I've never been to Tampa. And I was like, Florida in February, you'll have to twist my arm. So I go there and she podcast hosted the opening night dinner, which I have to say, I was like super, well, this came about because they were just like, we'll have to have a girls meetup. And I was like, sure, if you want, I can even sponsor the meetup. And she was like, why don't you sponsor the opening party? Boom. We sponsored the opening party. But all I did was actually host it. The sponsors were, and I just want to thank them again, John Buchanan, who's our editor from Audio Editing Solutions. Yay. And Christy Hausler from Team Podcast. Thank you guys so much for your generosity. And then also Jessica Rhodes from Interview Connections and Heather Rampola from Heather Rampola Photography slid in kind of at the last minute to help me out. And I really appreciate it so much because we ended up having food for everyone there. That's what and Jessica got here and she was like, wait, it's cash bar. What the hell did my money pay for? <laughs> Because she couldn't go get a drink and I was like, for the food, because there's food, like a full, what I wanted was for there to be like full food. And we'll talk about what actually, I mean, it was hors d'oeuvres, but we'll talk about the quality in a minute. Okay. So it was really nice and people were coming in like right off the airport. They were stopping in and then going up to their hotel. And it was kind of nice because it was like Desmond Adams, Dave Jackson, Jessica was there with her family and I got to play with the baby and the little one, um, Katie and Chris were there. I'm trying to think who else. A lot of the, their friends that were there for the actual event. And so here's the thing. Because Katie and Chris are business owners. They own the Tampa Bay Business Owners Association. I think a lot of the audience was business owners that wanted to start a podcast that are in their group. Because they were local. And a lot of them were a little older too. Which I didn't expect. I sort of expected it to be like podcast movement but smaller. But instead it was like 55 plus like business owners who want to start a podcast which is fine so in that way though the audience and the speakers were slightly segregated only because they all knew each other and we all knew each other but we didn't know each other (laughs) 
<laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. And now it makes um, sense. And I, yeah, go ahead. Keep going. Yeah. And Natalie Ekdahl showed up and like, we got to have dinner with like all these, like Jeff Brown, like all these people I didn't get to talk to before, Daryl Darnell, that I really wanted to talk to. We got to all sit around and like trade stories, like at the bar and like, at, and, and like eating together. And that part was super nice. And so the next day, Chris came to me and he was like, thank you so much for hosting that party. I left with such a good feeling. It was such a great start to the week. Like it was the best. And I was like, thank you. And let's thank our sponsors again. And so, he thanks him from the podium again and then the thing started so the first day was all 101 stuff and so i had planned out my day to like see the things i wanted to see and then i realized like oh he's teaching them how to like use libsyn i don't need this course but they had set up a separate they'd set up two things actually first of all when you walked into the room it was a, a miniature version of what podcast movements keynote room looked like two huge screens chandelier podium mics video audio everything was all set up and perfect the only difference was the booths were all in the room with you because it was it was a small event so like podcast movements in one corner just roads in another corner Podfly, pro podcasting solutions like everyone's already there and they're watching that's the thing about speaking at one of these though is just like everyone at the convention is gonna see you it is like keynoting even if you just have a session because everyone is seeing everything together the whole that's, time that's what i think that's so exciting because it's like the I, it made me really nervous actually I, and i saw the room i mean i didn't really see the room i, I saw whatever people were sharing in the room yeah, you yeah, know? yes yes and it looked like a really big room so i thought like wow that's that looks like big like like so serious because usually you see like you know it looks like it's a tiny room and you yeah. see the fluorescent lights and I you figure like, oh. I it to be like where we had our session at Podcast Movement, like a small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a hundred person. It was not. It's a huge ballroom. and They might have had That's a few. Awesome. And like also a whole hallway outside of that room was a hallway with Mark Johansson and seven microphones and um, headphones. And you could test your voice on each that one to see what so you like rad. to do. I it was totally... so cool. So love it. So every love person it. there <sighs> got to hear how they sound on a Heil and a Shure and an ATR and everything they had. It was great. <sighs> I know, Elsie. I'm telling you, everyone asked about you. You would have loved it. That so just so made they had that sad. set up, and so it was nice and like cozy. But then if it wasn't your thing, they had an extra like I want to call it the green room, but it was just a little lounge for the speakers to like mastermind together all day. So like after Danny. Danny Pena did the keynote and then he went into the lounge and hung out with like Dave Jackson and like Glenn the Geek and like all these people who've been podcasting for a really long time. And then they somehow either hired or had a film crew doing a podcast documentary. So throughout the whole thing, they're also interviewing all these experts about the future of podcasting and how they started and why they started and why it's beneficial. And like Tina Dietz was interviewing people and she is such a delight. I love Tina Dietz. She's amazing. <laughs> Where do you meet her? She's the coolest. That's she awesome. Is the coolest chick ever. But anyway, um, so yeah, so she's interviewing people. So you could either be interviewed, or you could be in the lounge, or you could go to your room and do some work, or you could work because it was free Wi-Fi. Not anywhere to eat except for the place we. Were. Let's just talk about the hotel. So that was the first day, and then the second day was more of the advanced stuff, and there was some stuff that I didn't want to miss. N Natalie spoke that. No, Natalie spoke with me about masterminds. I think. Maybe we both spoke. Th no, the, the Friday. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Friday was the more advanced day and she and I didn't speak. And I actually had my headshots done that day and I left half my clothes on the bed. And so Heather actually took me to the mall first because she's from Tampa 
and helped me pick out clothes to wear and then took my picture and I'll post some of them. They're really good. She's really good. And she's probably going to be doing at podcast movement headshots. It's $200 for an hour and it was the best $200 I ever spent because she's the one photographer that's ever gotten a full body shot that didn't make me look like a pig. So I'm super (laughs) excited. I love her. I want wait, more. Where do you see I these other ones? I know you've seen the like some of them I look like a podcasting stock photo model, but there's others in a black and what I haven't even shown you. I'll see the black and white striped dress. They're great. She helped me pick out the dress and it's super wait do you see? They're great. <gasps> I'm jealous. Super good. I know, I know. I we have to talk about having ours done together. So um in Chicago. And I think she'll be And in I Chicago want some for myself too. too. Yeah, yes. And you need some for yourself. Uh, yeah. Whiny. That was such a whiny voice. I want my team. That's okay. So day two was that. And then there was a party at some brewery, but they didn't have food. It was just beer. So we walked in and walked right back out because I was like, I can't drink and there's no food here and I'm starving to death. Because the thing is, when there's only one restaurant and there's nowhere to walk, we kind of didn't eat. Like, I feel like I didn't eat for four days. It's just not their fault. But like, I didn't I didn't come down early enough for breakfast. I didn't necessarily want to stop for lunch because I was getting my picture taken. And then dinner was supposed to be this party and it was just beer. It was one kind of beer. So I was like, so Natalie and Liz Kovar and Natalie's friend Carol and I went to this amazing restaurant and had, oh my God, a beautiful steak and she had salmon and she had lobster mac and cheese and it was just so fun and delicious. And Wait, we drank what? Lobster Lob- mac and cheese. I know. That's what Liz had. It was Get so out. Lobster oh mac and cheese. It was like penny. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Oh my God. And um, yeah, it was delicious. And then Friday, what happened? Friday, we had a pant. Uh... I want to say this was Saturday. We had a panel and then I left and came home. And so that part was really good. Now the surroundings. eh. (laughs) Cause like I've been to a Ramada before. And and in fact, last time there was a big snowstorm here and we lost power. I had to go stay in like a days in. It smelled like cigarettes and it was pretty bad. And this was like, it was a Ramada. So like I kind of knew what to expect, but I was still shocked. If you want to know the truth, like, and and I mean, the bed was nice. I would stay there again, knowing that it's kind of, it's a motel, not right. a hotel. Right. They try really hard to be a hotel and they have a pretty decent restaurant. But I think, and my husband says this is um, typical, a lot of Ramadas on the Southern East Coast are owned by Indian families. It was an Indian restaurant, but it also had like, it was called the Royal Orchid Bar and Grill. So they had like normal breakfast and like normal lunch and dinner, but then also a shit ton of Indian food and the whole menu's done in Indian, which is fine. It was just like surprising that they would have hamburgers because they don't eat cows. Indian people don't eat cows. But anyway, so um, walk in, check in, go to my room and step off the elevator and I'm outside and I was just like, oh my God, I'm I'm in a motel. And then I when I got to the room, it smelled a lot like cleaning product and the bed looks fine but then you turn your head slightly to the right and the chair is like the most frightening chair i've ever seen and actually i visited natalie's room the next night same thing great bed frightening ass chair i don't know where they got these chairs (laughs) and that's what made me laugh the first time you said that because i was like i don't know if like that chair now makes me scared like i have i'll probably have a little bit of nightmares i'm not shitting you it's orange corduroy wow and when did they even have those chairs? You can imagine how old. Yeah, it well, is. you were talking about those those little scratchy scratchies that were at the bottom part. Yes, worn, and they're worn. They've been sat on to the point of being worn. <laughs> that is scary, all as well. And then, um, and the TV was fine, and then the closet was in the bathroom. And I just, I'm still not over it. I don't know why it had to be in the bathroom. Why they couldn't use some other wall space because it wasn't a small room, but like. That did not make me happy. And I've never seen that before. And also the toilet didn't flush. 
Like, I had to stand there and hold it. That was annoying. Like, stuff like that. I'm always so, so afraid I'm going to clog up somebody else's toilet. And it's, yeah, but in a hotel. Like, it's, yeah, and care. that's just like, oh, that would be horrible. Not clog it up, but sometimes, you know, there are a lot of toilets that just don't flush. But I'm sorry about that. Yeah. And then, the, and then the party, like, okay, so even though the food in the restaurant was technically good, she had told me over the phone, like, oh, Katie and Chris love what we put together. And we always do, like, a chef's choice for them. And it's, like, chicken satay with peanut butter sauce and chicken cordon bleu and, like, blah, blah. And I was like, great. That sounds great. Well, the chicken cordon bleu was, like, a, a fried, like, mothball. It was like a sponge. It was, an, <laughs> uh, it was like someone wadded up a bunch of tissues and then put it in panko crumbs and then fried it. There was no cheese, no ham, no nothing in there. And then the chicken satay was chicken on a stick, but it had bar- it was barbecue sauce, not peanut. I don't even know why. Who would even eat mm. that? It was I so weird. And then like egg, frozen egg rolls. That's what our money went to. And so again, sponsors, you win some, you lose some, but I'm always going to appreciate your support. Yeah. So the hotel was like meh. But the company was worth it was so worth it that like I would stay there again every year for the rest of my life just to go to this event. That's when you know you have a good event when you yeah, could literally totally. camp, which it wasn't <laughs> camping. It was a comfortable bed. So that is a stretch. <laughs> but the rest of it was camping, like as far as hotels are concerned. And I would still go. But next year it's in St. Petersburg and they even have the date. It's like the 23rd through the 25th. And Elsie and I have already been asked to speak, and I may even be doing a roast there. So, like, if you guys want to see it or come, get ready, because it'll be really fun. And then that kind of brings us to Podcast Movement, which is the next one coming up. Um, And that is July 6th through the 8th. And we are having a brunch on the 9th, the Saturday. And so if you could just save the date, make your travel arrangements around that date. We're going to be talking more about that very, very soon. Absolutely. I can't wait for that because we're, there's a possibility. There's a lot of possibilities of what we're going to be doing there, but one of them could possibly be like a live she That's podcast. That's my favorite idea for sure. Which I think is going to be phenomenal because we TV. might even have, you know, people come up and take a seat with us. And yeah. I think it would be really great. I, that's the best idea. So excited. Ever. And so if you haven't gotten your ticket yet, we have a coupon code SP40. You'll get $40 off um, with that coupon. And I think we even get a it's an affiliate link, so we may even get some money if you buy it through us. So please do. That would be so awesome. It will go towards our event. So thank you. Woohoo. And then I will stop now because last time it took like 40 minutes for me to tell that story. And now it's 20. So I feel good, good about that. <laughs> but then that's also because I've already heard it. So I'm not so interrupting you about all the stuff. But you got everything done. It's not as fun to tell you jokes twice. It feels stupid. No. It's yeah, but everybody else, I'm sure was I'm the only thing that I'm sad about. You know what? I'm still going to possibly maybe we can do something with that recording because it's like you are pristine and it would be really great to get like there's a couple of really key moments of things that the way that you play said it, especially when you were talking about the hotel. That it's, <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't describe like the sequin walls and stuff like the, yeah. the hotel's ridiculous, but there's there's a lot fun. of really great stuff. But anyway. But now we're going to be just switching off a little bit to some uh, podcasting news. For the informed podcaster, podcasting news. So there is a lot of information over um, at iTunes iTunes. Connect. We talked about it in the last episode, iTunes Connect. And it is, uh, I believe, podcasts connect.apple.com and there is an s in there podcasts connect.apple.com and what you do there now is is kind of like the new place where you are supposed to submit 
your RSS feed when you are launching a new podcast. That's basically now the place that you do it, right? We, uh, instead of going into iTunes, we kind of talked about this in the last episode, where it says submit a podcast. Even if you tap onto that iTunes link, it will take you to this portal, which is now browser-based, and that's where you submit it. So it's Hurrah! Based- Hurrah! And it's re- the idea is so much better. fantastic. It is also the place where I believe uh, Apple and iTunes will eventually send people to do their initial troubleshooting for their own podcast. So like, you know, whenever you you see all those, because we see this and she podcasts all the time. I have not seen my latest episode in iTunes. I don't know why this isn't happening. Where's my artwork? You know, you see like all kinds of complaints about iTunes. Is that I have how they feeling- talk? That is dumb. <laughs> well, you know what that is? That's what it feels like to me when I read it. <laughs> <laughs> now you it's know, a, folks. Now you know, folks. No, but I, I mean, now I'm not making fun thinking. of you guys. I completely understand. No, and and it's really not. hard because you. where do you go find help? Well, now this is right. supposedly the, the best place to go would be going into your podcast's Connect account because it has an account that is aligned with your Apple ID and then you're able to see things about your podcast within there. You can see whether or not your RSS feed is valid. You can see the last time your feed was pinged or updated. You can also see, uh, I think that there's other stuff, information that they're going to be periodically adding there because it's still being updated. The thing is, there's a lot of people who are incredibly confused by this, thinking that now they have to go update that every time they publish an episode, and that is not the case. You really... Don't ever have to go in there unless you have a problem or you have not submitted your podcast to iTunes yet. And there are some things that are changing. So given all of the confusion and knowing that there's a lot of people who have podcasts about podcasting that are introducing this, like us, to their audience and oftentimes may not be as clear as they could be, Crystal from Support at Libsyn and myself are going to be doing like a total in-depth walkthrough through the back end of the Podcast Connect for this Wednesday, actually this Wednesday at 7 p.m. So it, it would be March 9th, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's going to be a Libsyn Live Support uh, Hangout on air, like, and you can chat and you can watch us walk through the back end. And it's also a podcast. Uh, it's an episode and it, uh, and it can be subscribed to for audio or video, but it would be great if you guys showed up live so that you have, if you have any questions, we can answer them for you. And of course you can find it in YouTube if you cannot, but lips, uh, crystal is an incredible educator particularly when walking through things that are completely technical and making them really accessible. And she's so clear about the things that you really do need to pay attention to. So if you are not doing anything, please show up and check us out. March 9th, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I want to say, give a shout out to, dude, we have a patron. Yes. I was so excited. Thank you, patron. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. (laughs) Ruel. We're calling you out, man. Thank Ruel's you so much for the love. podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, it you know, so much. It just meant a lot just to see that. And it's exciting that no, to know that somebody, that somebody I know. Cares. I'm so excited. Oh Thank you. It's going to make me cry. <laughs> so if so you guys want to see our patron page, which I believe, uh, and, you know, I think Jessica has done a fantastic job with our, yeah. with our Patreon, Patreon page. Patreon.com forward slash she podcast, right? Yep. 
Yep. So you can go check it out uh, and we'll put a link in the show notes and stuff. So those are some of the sort of like news uh, and information that I have out there as of now. And we're going to switch a little bit now to some of the latest obsessions uh, and tips and tricks that I have as of now. Elsie's Tool Tips. Because I've Mm -hmm. been obsessing. So in terms of content, Jessica, guess what I've been doing? (laughs) What? I've been watching a video podcast of all things, for gosh's sake. I know. Someone, I know. How do you even have the time when you're <sighs> cooking because all the time? It, because it's kind of <laughs> – <laughs> I usually watch – you know what? I've thought that like video – usually videos or particularly this video um, podcast, I, I watch when I'm having breakfast because it's short. It's around 30 minutes. So it is Kicking and stream, Screaming with Bodie and Jenna Elfman. Yeah. So it's a funny one. And it kind of reminded me of the feeling that I get when we get behind the mic and we kind of just talk about stuff and we don't really hold back. There's a little bit of a structure, but after that, they're kind of real. And they really talk about Bodhi and Jenna are married. And Jenna Elfman, I think most of you guys perhaps might remember her from Dharma and Greg, the beautiful, tall, blonde. And she's still beautiful, tall, and blonde. And and hilarious and hilarious and how both of them are hilarious and you know i've i've kind of like gotten to know bodhi a little bit through libsyn because he's kind of reached out to me for a couple of things you know lots of support troubleshooting here and there throughout the year so it's not like all of a sudden we've been doing this and then he told me that they've been really getting serious about the podcast they're now with the nerdist and that kind of made them like feel like, oh, we have to put an episode out every week, you know, <laughs> to kind of like really go for it. And I hadn't had a chance to check it out. And one of the problems that he had been having is that he was coming up with a storage limits because he was doing video and video eats up a lot more storage than audio does. And I, you know, my first question to people that are doing video is what is your, you know, how many people are watching your video versus your audio? And he was like... Well, it's around, gosh, 60 to 70%. And that, to me, blew my mind because that is not the case. Usually, it's around 10 to 15% people watching the video, and then the rest of them are the audio folk, right? Because that's just what happens. And so I'm like, "How? what the heck is going on with that? And he was like, well, my wife is cute. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, that's good. And, you know, and yes, Jenna is super cute. And I was really intrigued because I'm like, why are people watching, you know, this podcast? And I I put it on and it's really, it's not very complicated. It's not like they're doing all these crazy shots. They just have their setup is inside their home. It, uh, It has great lighting. It looks like it's in their living room. And it's just them sitting like on a sort of like counter and they're sitting behind it and they're holding their microphones and it's sort of like a talk show. It's super, super simple, but there's something about watching their interaction back and forth that really makes it worth watching. And I don't know what it is because it's not like it's complicated. And so I thought like, this is the way to make a video podcast work. There's got to be, obviously, it's really high, not highly produced, but they've really put a lot of work to make that little tiny shot as clear and beautifully lit as possible. And very simple. And it's just, I love it. I totally love it. And I love their interaction. I could see their faces. They play to the camera. 
So what's really interesting to me is that there's a lot of the time where Jenna will speak straight to the camera and she makes you feel like you're her buddies, you know, like, do you understand? Like if, if Bodie's saying something that she's like, uh, yeah, yeah, like he's going to tell his story again or you hear what I have to put up with? Like she'll, ha- she'll make those faces to the camera and I kind of dig that. I love the extra stuff that you get through it. So if you yeah. guys want to check out that, you, you guys could do it. What do you think, Jess? I think we would do, I think we would do well with a video podcast like that. If we had, we, if we were together. We yeah, of course. You know, I would, I, it would be the best thing. I would People love it. People have told me that a lot because our faces are so expressive. I know. <laughs> so it makes sense if you want to do it. Yeah. So, uh, right. We would have to be flying to each other to record. Yeah. No. But, oh, you mean to do it in person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's yes. what I'm saying. Because I mean, because I'm not okay doing ecam call recorder with the cameras back and forth. Like it has to have a little bit more. I was on the Pizza Beer Revolution show, and I think they do a really great show with different cameras and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I really like the way that they set it up. So if you guys want to check that out as well, they do a video component to their show and audio as well. I like the way that they're set up. So that is a possible possibility, but I think there's a lot more involved. But anyway, that's my favorite thing ever as of right now. I've been watching that. And I have a new app that I wanted to get let you guys know that I'm also checking out, which has, again, nothing to do with podcast. Well, this has nothing to do with podcasting. It's called Oximeter because I've been a little bit obsessed with measuring oxygen in my daughter's body. <laughs> which sounds, yes. really, sounds really weird that I say that. Yes. But well, explain. Well, yeah. Well, she was having a cough for a long, long time, and we thought she had pneumonia. We took her to the doctor, but she didn't have anything there. But the nurse, when she was taking her oxygen level and taking her her blood pressure, said that her oxygen was a little bit low. And so then, but then when the doctor heard her lungs and checked her out and all that stuff, there was nothing, nothing that that showed that there was something wrong with her or that she had pneumonia or that she had bronchitis or that she had anything like that. But I was still kind of talking about it. And what I did is I, I actually use WhatsApp because WhatsApp, the app, um, is used in the whole entire world other than in, in the United States more than any other chat app. And I chatted with my uncle who is a doctor in El Salvador and he told me to download this app and it's called Oximeter. The premise is that you put your little finger on the camera button and it shines like the flashlight aspect of it. You put your finger on there, you smash it on there, and it measures your blood pressure as well as your oxygen level based on, I guess, what it sees or what it reads. And so I've been kind of checking my daughter's stuff and she seems to be doing fine and I've been checking it myself as well. Although I have to say that it's a little iffy. It's a little like, eh, sometimes it really works and then sometimes you're like, really? No way. It works a lot better with the oxygen level stuff other than, you know, the um, the blood pressure stuff. It's not, it's not doing What so is good. it going to indicate for you if there's a change? What do you mean? Oh, it just gives you like, it tracks it. Like as soon as you take it and then let's say you take it again or you measure yourself again in an hour or two hours. It will give you a new reading and then it also tracks it so that you can see where it went, like when it went up, when it went down, that kind of stuff. Um, so, But you have to manually check it out yourself, which is, you know, it's fine. I mean, I've, I've, I've really enjoyed having the, the ability to have it with me. So yeah. yay. Yay for me. Cool. And then my last little Snapchat, but, uh, Snapchat, did you hear that? It's already coming <laughs> out of my, I'm too obsessed. My other obsession is Snapchat, people. 
I've been diving deep and I've and I've gotten you to Snapchat with me a little bit, Jess. I have. Yes. We're Snapchatting. <laughs> You're way more into it than me because I I have no idea what I would do or say. Yeah. And I think that, you know, part of the thing with me right now is that I've just wanted to put stuff out so that I know how the platform works. So I've been playing around with different pictures and filters and text and how you do this and how you make things up and and um I've been and and I've been enjoying watching other people's snaps and I've learned a lot through there. I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos, but not YouTube videos on how to use Snapchat, but this is a a real hint, guys. Go into YouTube and search for like Snapchat tips or or hacks in YouTube and watch the ones that are made by teenagers. Because mm-hmm. then you will really learn about Snapchat um, mm-hmm. and how it like you can really work it in that fashion. But there's a lot of marketers that are using it nowadays. I've been trying to see how podcasters have been using it. I've only found one, two podcasts, two podcasts right now that are really focusing their Snapchat and doing a lot more snapping around their podcast. And one of them is my one of my clients, a nun's life, who I I adore. So they, these group of nuns <laughs> have been traveling mm-hmm. around. I think they just came back, but they've been traveling around, uh, doing visiting other monasteries and sort of doing live podcast episodes at the different monasteries. And what they do is they you know they travel, they carry all of their podcasting gear, they set it up, they have a team. I mean, and they're all nuns. <laughs> so, right, and so right. they sit there and they just do and they give you like a look of what they're behind the scenes of what they're doing. And they're, they are hilarious. I mean, hilarious. Um, and they show you like they're, they're, they're basically little snaps of their daily life as nuns. And, and they have the best sense of humor. So to me, it's another way to get to know them. And it's another way, like I'm telling you guys about this. And if you guys follow a nun's life, you'll get a whole other view of what a nun's life really is rather than the one that you think it is inside of your own head. And it might possibly make you want to listen to their podcast, which is like exactly what we want. So for them, it's a really great uh, platform. And the other one, I think it's called Hey Frazzy or Frazé, Hey F-R-A-S-E. And I believe it's a comedy podcast and it's a co-hosted show. And again, they what they do is they snap or somebody else does this. Actually, they get behind the mic and I'm sure somebody's holding the, the camera and snapping bits and pieces of their conversation back and forth and totally making the little emojis and, and you know, arrows and, and writing comments and getting little bits and pieces of their show as it's being recorded. And they're snapping it out. And I thought that that was a really intriguing way to do it as well. So there are interesting things to to do. What I did uh, this weekend, and already, unfortunately, with Snapchat, everything's gone 24 hours. So what I did is I snapped you can, you my can whole... save it. Did you know that? Yeah, I do. Okay. But I wasn't going to do that because I haven't figured out a couple of bits of workload, which I'm not going to get into right now. But okay. yeah, you can save your entire snap for the 24 hours. But if you don't, it's gone. But what I did is I snapped my entire workflow for publishing an episode of the feed in like little 10 second bits. So I walk through what editing software I use, how I use it, where I put it, 
when I'm editing, the workflow that I use for that. And then I publish the entire episode. So people got a chance to kind of travel with me, my story of how I published an episode and created the content and put it out and what a software I put out. So I thought that was a really great, I I thought it was really awesome for me to be able to share that. I think it would have, for people, especially that are the feed people, would have loved to see that. So Definitely. Yeah. So it was really fun. Yeah. so if you guys want to follow um, us and, and see our snaps, I put a couple of little snaps as we're recording this um, out. Um, you did? I did. I have to look. I, I was just thinking I should do that. Yeah, you just definitely – it's it's like what I do when Jess is talking. Now you'll see like this is what I'm doing. I'm snapping. But um, now we're getting – so follow us. I'm at Yogeek Girl. Yogeek Girl. You can uh, follow me on Snapchat. And you are Jess Kupferman, Jess. Yes. Is that right? Jess Kupferman. And you can follow us there. And, you know, maybe one of these days we will do a snap back and forth together when we'll do She Podcasts or we'll fun, find something fun to, to do for the community. So on to getting some feedback. Are you ready? From of Mr. Course. Patrick Keller. Yes. And this is about the auto DMs, which I think that resonated with a lot of people. We've been seeing a lot of positive <laughs> tweets out there so take it away mr patrick keller hey elsie and jess this is patrick keller from the big seance podcast and um i just finished your episode talking about the twitter automated or twitter automatic direct messages and i want to tell you what's more annoying than the automatic direct messages and that is when you fall for one or Even when you're just responding on purpose, like even if you got a really authentic uh, looking automatic DM and you respond to it and either they respond like, "Uh, who are you? Or they don't respond at all. That's really annoying. And that's when I want to punch somebody in the face. So um, I think that's more annoying. So I guess I would tell people to, if you're going to have those DM automatic DM responses to follow up with them and respond authentically if someone actually falls for it, since that's kind of what you wanted to do in the first place. Anyway, that's really annoying, but I loved your episode. It wasn't annoying. Thank you guys. Bye. Yay. How about that? So there is an issue when people um, put auto DMs and they do instigate conversation from you. They make you feel like they want to know you and get your opinion or something. And then when you, you know, respond, they are radio silent. What do you think about that, Jess? I mean, I always like when people are radio silent. It's like my fave. But but when they they completely say like, hey, say hi or tell me your name or say hello when you – thanks for following us. Say hello to us. And then somebody says hello and they're like, who are you? It's like they've never heard of you. Listen, I mean I always think that the DMs are ridiculous anyway. So it's like I don't think people actually expect me to respond to Twitter DMs anyway. Do you? They say hi, listen to my show, blah blah blah. But no, but there's really some people who, who don't really, respond back. Well, no, there's some people who really do ask for an interaction, or they make you feel like you know they are listening, and that's. I think that that's the key. 
they make you feel as if they are listening when really they're Snapchatting. <laughs> kind of like I'm doing, kind of like what we're doing right now. Exactly. We're, I'm pretending to listen to you, but actually I'm staring at myself into the Snapchat <laughs> camera. And you don't know. <laughs> exactly. But what I'm saying, but yeah, so yes, that is, that it really sucks. So people out there who are using auto DMs. But it doesn't really suck because you can't tell. I'm still doing it. You are still doing it. That's fine. I don't. <laughs> I'm still doing Me it. Me too. I'm you trying to multitask care. one hand, left hand, thumb. How do we look, people? We, how do we look? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> well, because I'm doing video. Oh, that's right. You're doing video. I did video earlier. Are you not? I did do a video earlier. Not right now. I took a picture of my awkward position. Of, but I have to put that out because uh, I'm really in an awkward position when I record. But anyway, yeah, that sucks. So thanks, Patrick Keller. That is um, sort of like the icing on the cake on the badness or the yuckiness of auto DMs. Although, again, you can do them very, very well. But you've got to like really know your audience when you're doing this and who you are as a like person online. And we have a little bit more feedback. Who has actually, she has some really good insight about this. This is from Kirsty, and she is from English with Kirsty.com. Hi, Jess and Elsie. I'm Kirsty from English with Kirsty, which is a podcast about learning English and effective communication. I just wanted to make a couple of points in relation to the last discussion you had about DMs and Twitter. I think the DMs in themselves can be quite useful if you want to say something to somebody that you don't share with the rest of Twitter, then that's fine. I'm, it's okay if people send me DMs, but the automated ones, I just generally delete. I don't click on the links. I rarely read them. I just, I just bin them when, when it's clear it's an automated one because I don't think they serve a purpose. And if anything, they can make me want to unfollow certain people. If I've just followed them and I'm, and they're telling me to, rate something or download something or do something, then I just think, well, hey, I don't even know you. Why would I do that? I, I do promote people's work and rate podcasts and that kind of thing, but the, the ones that I like. So if I genuinely like your content, I will go and do something to help you to spread the word and get new listeners, maybe share an episode or something or give you a review. But I won't do that if you, if I don't know anything about your content, because that's a reflection on me. If I'm saying something's good and I don't know whether it's good, then that's that's not a smart thing to do. So I don't think that automatic DMs are useful. Maybe if you just want to thank somebody for following you and share a message with them or, or something like that, then it's not so bad. But then if you want to start a dialogue with new followers, then take the time to do it on, on Twitter and make it open and then try and get some more interaction that way. Also, if you want to promote something like a, an ebook or a course or a podcast episode or even just your podcast then you can pin a tweet to the top of your timeline and it's the first thing people will see and I think that people are more likely to look at that than if you hide the information in a in an automated dm and, and spam them with that instead so I think that's a more effective way to get people to look at the information you want them to see if you just pin it to the top and you can change it around if you get a new episode or something that's happening if you're doing a webinar then you can pin that for a while but I think people are more likely to read that than an automated DM because I think there is a tendency to rely too heavily on automation in Twitter anyway I know why people do it and I understand that it's important to send content out multiple times because the Twitter timelines move so quickly 
But I think that sometimes people take that too far. And if you're retweeting something every hour or every day, then that's, <laughs> that's also a bit tedious. And if you then get automated DMs from the same people, you just think, oh, this is this is too impersonal. And I don't want to interact with somebody if they're going to be running their account in this impersonal way. So those are my thoughts. Thank you for the show. I really enjoy listening to you. And I'm looking forward to the next episode. There. I thought she had a good idea about in, you know, if somebody follows you, why not just at reply them here and there? Why not? I think that would, right? Wouldn't that? I agree. Makes, why, that makes more sense to me. It seems like that would be a nice conversation. And I, I really like the way too that she mentioned using a strategically placed pin at the top mm-hmm. of your Twitter page so that when somebody stops by your Twitter profile on Twitter and they see that pinned tweet. And if they are a fan, they are more likely to retweet or share, particularly if it's a it's, it's a good tweet. You know what I mean? All these little features really make you, like, f- not make you. They kind of force you to be on your game, right? At, absolutely. Absolutely. And so I think, th- which brings us back to the automation process, there is something that's incredibly empowering about automation, as you know, and as I know, because we kind of work it. But it doesn't mean that that means that you no longer have to pay attention to it. In fact, let me tell you when it doesn't work. There's a podcast account, and if anybody can find out who runs it, I will absolutely love you forever. And what this account does is that it basically favorites a bunch of tweets. And I think that there maybe maybe it has to do with the hashtag that they're using or something. I'm not quite sure exactly what or if it's from certain accounts. And then that account, it's called, it is Podcast Fanboy. Oh, my gosh. And it's even worse than I thought. Holy cow. Okay. So it's funny. It's podcast fanboy, but their Twitter handle is misspelled. It says podcast fanboy. Oh no! Oh god! <laughs> podcast fanboy. That's terrible. I know. So he was supposed to be podcast fanboy, but he misspelled his handle. Is what I think. No. So the handle is actually podcast. No. fanboy. So if somebody can tell me who runs podcast fanboy, please let me know. Because what this cat does and it and he has I think or she has a very uh, positive thing that he wanted to do is sort of like retweet things that are podcasting related that have a relevance to people who are in podcasting that, you know, it might be helpful for them. But the problem is that it, it's automated. So it has been retweeting a tweet about a deal that Lipson did in January and that it's over. Mm. And I've replied him quite a few times and I've said, can you please take that tweet out of the rotation? Because we're no longer offering that. It's like so lame. I haven't gotten a response back. So it's kind of not cool. So... yeah. And, and there's no re- – re- the whole point, isn't it, to, to bring community together to offer value? Then that means that you have to at least show up and answer when people are putting out st- stuff. So if, if any of you guys know who runs that account – It's hard. Please let me it's know. It's a lot. <laughs> isn't that what you would get as a response? Yeah, I guess. But still, like, he definitely set this thing up to go on autopilot, but 
if it's not, if it's something that is of time, of a timely manner, take it off. It's now, it never stops. It's so hard. <laughs> I'm just saying. I understand. It is hard. It is but hard. But you seem to have a knack for it, so everyone you, else should too. Well, the thing is, it's like, it's my job. And I think that that's the other aspect of it. I am really, truly interested in it. Like, I really, I like it. The reason that yeah. I'm doing the Snapchat stuff is not because I want to add more workflow, but it's because I want to know. I'm, I really, truly, I get uh, kind of psyched about stuff and I kind of want to dive into it. And then sometimes I have a, you know, I break up with it. Like, um, you know, when I was really excited about Clamor. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> I'm still I Well, still like I'm not them. saying that I don't like Clamor. I'm just saying I was really excited about it and I was really working to put out content in that platform and I really wanted I, I was really excited. Like I I was like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. And then I just lost interest. Not to say that it again, it's not like it's not a viable platform and if you really, really dig it, you'll stick to it. But I go through phases like that with social media and I think that we need to honor what that is. The only time that I feel it's important for you to continue through and keep going is if you're hired to run the social media of a specific company or you're working <laughs> working as a social media <laughs> manager for somebody, then you do keep going. Like you don't just go, well, you know, well, so that's why you have the approach that you have. Other people are just like, they self-sabotage or they forget or other things come up. They don't see it as a job. They don't see their social media as a job. And so it goes by the wayside, but it shouldn't ever. Yeah, I know. And and I've seen, you know, the more engaged you are. And, and I know and I don't want to in any way, shape or form add to somebody else's stress level because I know what that feels like for me. Mm -hmm. Um to have to be on all these platforms because that's the first thing, you know, I got so excited. I posted about Snapchat on the She Podcast page and group. And I, cause I want, Snapchat works best when you have people following you and you can have interactions. I mean, it's not so fun when you're just snapping stuff out into the ether. And then right. it's like, well, what does that mean? Right. Mm -hmm. So I want other people to kind of experience it with me. And then I know that there's a lot of like, well, I don't know if I want to be in another platform. I don't know if I'll have enough time. I'm not sure if this. Well, if you're having that reaction going through there, it's OK. You don't have to. You totally don't do it if you're excited. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I agree. Don't do it unless you're going to do it. Don't do it if you're not exactly. That's Otherwise, Elsie will just come after you. And I yes, and then I'm going to tell you no more automation. It doesn't work that way anymore. Right, right. So the point is not to do it unless you're going to do it. And actually, there's a couple takeaways that I got from podcast movement, which kind of fall into this. First of all, Desmond Adams talked about manage flitter, which is the thing I use to automate. And this is what caused this whole crazy scenario in the first place, because I started using manage flitter and then made Elsie crazy because everyone was like, thanks for following me. How about joining my podcast? Hey, thanks for that. You know, and it was just starting to make her nutty, which I thought was really funny. Uh -huh. But. but well, she didn't. It was only not funny. It was only not funny to you because I didn't tell you. I probably should have. <laughs> in retrospect, I, I should have told you. I think it was hilarious. I no, I, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. But anyway, continue. Okay. So then also, um, I got this great idea. And I mean, not to be all promo-y, but it just kind of like fits in. Well, so first let me tell you about Nat. So Natalie and I, we got to hang out at, at podcast a podfest and for people who like want to get this stuff done but like it's a lot to manage because like i was saying like you're doing your show and then you also have to manage the marketing and stay on top of the community and like elsie and i it's both of us and she we both split it and it's still a lot i feel like for me to do 
and she's doing a, still she takes over like all the community and stuff and like just like it's a lot it's a lot for one person to do so it is our friend natalie ekdahl who does the biz chicks podcast she is doing this awesome like podcast mastermind but it's not a mastermind like the way she pvip was last year it's basically it, an accountability group People who want goal accountability and a community of people to work with. And she makes you apply because she doesn't want people of the same type of show all working together because then it's just like a a business podcast accountability group and not, you know, it's good to have people with different outlooks that she finds. Um, actually, this was what her whole talk was about, was about masterminding um, and how to do one for your show. But anyway, basically the group stays together for 12 weeks. They meet once a week and they have, and there's a private Facebook group for them to post in there. Like what's going on. And she is the, I always call Natalie the hammer. She's really good at keeping people accountable for things. She follows up. She's on your ass, like nobody's business. And anyway, so they rotate being in the hot seat also where the group can speak and provide support on everyone else's podcast. So it would be really good if you do want to take your show to the next level that you would join. So the page is bizchicks.com forward slash she podcast. We were talking about doing this um, at PodFest and then she was just like, but I haven't filled it. And I was like, but why don't you just sponsor our like our show where we talk to women podcasters? It was like (laughs) she... Because, you know, I kind of was like, I felt like Captain Obvious a little bit. But on the other hand, it was kind of like, I think she thought that you and I were doing something similar, but we're not. She just didn't want to step on her toes. But no, we would recommend Natalie for this over anybody, I think, because we've worked with her. Totally. No, she's she's incredible. She She, is incredible. So organized, so type A, so good at masterminds. And and it doesn't seem like it. Meaning... That, no, the way she's that very she, laid back because she's from California. So and she sneaks up yeah, on you. When she puts it together, it's <laughs> it's like she's never organized. Like she's not working, kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's yes. just so organic that it seems like yeah. it's like you're hanging out having tea with her at her house. Yeah. So, But, but, but after you finish, your you're like, whoa. Things done. I did so much. So. Meanwhile, she's going ham on you and you don't even know. Ex- exactly. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> So check out bizchicks, B-I-Z-C-H-I-X dot com forward slash she podcast. If you want to join, there's no, you know, she just needs a good amount of people to be interested. And so right now it's not like there's a deadline where she's starting it tomorrow. She is looking for the right people and then she will start it when it is full. So check it out or you can always email her Natalie at bizchicks dot com if you have questions about it. And then also the other takeaway I had for our other sponsor, Boss Jock. Somebody said something about you. Well, there was a, a on the 101 day, there was an, a tutorial about it was all about mobile podcasting. The whole thing was mobile podcasting. And the, and the thing he was teaching was boss jock, which I was like super happy and excited about. But also I had the best idea while he was talking, which was to get the podcasters there who I know are fans of the show to do a promo in boss jock. And then Elsie, you and I could just be like before every show. Hi, this is Dave Jackson from School of Podcasting. You're listening to She Podcasts. Which I think would be so fun. It's kind of like you're watching E. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're watching <laughs> Sheepy. Or she you're pee listening to Sheepy. On ABC. No. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that's what I'm going to do in Chicago is try and get as many promos as I can from listeners. And actually, if you're listening and you want to send one, we'll start now. Yeah, just why not? Do like a, just do like a hi, your name, your podcast, and like you're listening to She Podcast. And if you want to, editorialize about what the show is our show you can feel free where elsie and jessica will kick your butt and take names or whatever i don't know (laughs) where elsie will talk about oxidizing her children whatever 
<laughs> Oxidizing. And we'll, and we'll play it. We will play it because I think it would be fun. But And you don't have to use Boss Jack, but when I do it, I'm going to use Boss Jack because I thought it was such a good idea for that app is to use it to get other people to like play, play your game kind of, like play a game on your show or... I just thought it would be super fun. Well, totally. Yeah. It's fantastic. Oh, my God. Speaking of that, I just thought of another. You know how Howard Stern – I know you don't listen to Howard Stern. Those of you who do, he always has, like, guess what the jackass is saying, like people who mumble or whatever, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or yeah. stuttering yeah, jackass. Yeah. Anyway, so that's another thing you could do is, like, interview people and, and, and like, have them play games. <laughs> you have other people get – I don't know. Maybe that sounds mean now. But I no. Them, but, like <laughs> – Have them have them play games. But you can use Boss Jock to, like – you know, like, like, what if I was, I saw you at Podcast Movement and I was like, guess Elsie's favorite candy. And oh, then that the would person be so has to great. guess. And then you would say the answer. You could do the, something like that on Boss Track where you ask everyone a question and then you play a game where your co-host has to answer the questions. I love how it. Well, how do you know, how well do you know your fans or something? Not like guess what the mumbling Oh my God, that would be the funniest. Stuttering. That's that such a terrible. brilliant idea. We have yeah! to write some like Just super cool questions idea. and like attack people when we get Just, to Podcast yes. Movement. Yes. Well, we're going to do it. You and I are going to oh do it. Oh, my God. Both have Boss Jock. And- <gasps> I'm so excited by Yay! that idea. Okay. So that's it for me. That's it for us, I think. Yes. Um, I just wanted to say thank you to Boss Jock and to Natalie for being our sponsors today episode. And as always, John Buchanis, who's our amazing editor. You don't know, but he did an amazing job this week trying to help us and fix our problem and do this episode always. Yep. He's always so good. He's doing it on the fly because we fucked up last week. We so- totally did. Sorry, John. Love you, John. And he's also my um, co-host for the the new show, OffInTheWeeds.com. If you guys want to check out, we're pretty funny, I think. (laughs) You have to let me know. So thank you guys for listening. Check out ShePodcast.com on Twitter, on Facebook, on Pinterest, on Snapchat. Elsie would like to, your Yogi Girl, you said? Yes, Yogi Girl. And I'm Jess Kupferman. And we will see you on the interwebs. Yes. Love you. Mean it. Bye. 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 Bye.